Hello again. This is Digging for Something, and as always, I am your host, JJ. So, today was a bad sports day for me. We'll start off with the Miami Marlins, who lost the first game of the divisional round against the Atlanta Braves. And uh, it was a tough loss because they they were up. They were actually up uh, four to one in, I believe, the fourth inning. Um, pitching well, hitting well. Uh, only one of their their runs was from a home run, so they were manufacturing runs, uh, hitting. Um, they were playing good baseball, but it seems to all have gone downhill when uh, the Marlins pitcher Sandy Alcantara hit Acuna Jr. and there was a lot of. Uh, a lot of stares, a lot of anger, uh, a lot of talk. Um, apparently, there, there's some history there with Akuna, but um, he actually wound up scoring. Then they scored another run in the inning, and the Braves they just took all the momentum after that, and and unfortunately, the the Marlins were unable to recover. And then another playoff. This is the NBA Finals. The Miami Heat, who looked great in game three. Jimmy Butler was a beast. And they uh, they they won the third game. So the Lakers were ahead 2-1. So, um, and that game, they were, they were still down two players. Bam, Adebayo, and... Um, and Goran Dragic, and uh, they just gave a spirited effort and were able to beat the Lakers in game three. And game four, uh, which ended not too long ago, uh, they just couldn't do it. They couldn't muster up enough. It was a, it was actually a very good game. Um, the Lakers were able to pull away at the end, but uh, even in the fourth quarter, the, the – uh, the Heat were able to tie to tie the Lakers. Um, you know, there's just in basketball, just a few plays here and there that, that make all the difference. Now for this game, uh, Bam Adebayo actually returned, and uh, he definitely, definitely uh, made an impact in this game. Uh, Jimmy Butler didn't quite have the scoring game he had last, but um, you know they hung in there. Uh, they're still outmanned. Um, you know they're, they're not they're not expected to win. Um, so some predicted a sweep. Some predicted it'll be a five game series. Uh, uh, they're down three one now. They're, they're not going to give up. In, in their minds, they know they can still they can still do it. Um, you know. Ironically enough, LeBron James not when he was a Laker, but when he was in Cleveland, the lone NBA championship he had in Cleveland. They beat the Golden State Warriors when Golden State was up 3-1. So you never know. Uh, 
Lightning can strike twice just this time on the other sideline. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, only, all I know is the Heats, they're not going to bow down. They're still going to give the best effort they can. and We'll see. Um, all we can ask is they they play hard and you know make the, make the Lakers earn it. Not just give it to them. And finally, to add insult to injury, that today was the NHL draft, National Hockey League draft. The Panthers had the 12th selection, and it just seems like there was like they were completely disregarded. Um, I am one, of, you know, that dork that actually watches the hockey draft, and uh, as leading up to the Panthers, and it just it was like they didn't get the same in-depth coverage that that uh, other teams had. Um, when it, when they were on the clock and when the selection was made, it's like, they said, Oh, I guess we were right because they had predicted the player that was going to, that they were going to select, which happened, uh, a finished forward. Um, yeah, hopefully he's as good as our current finished forward. Um, Alexander Barkov, <laughs> but, uh, Alexander Barkov, Barkov is a great player. So it's a lot to, to live up to, but who knows? Hopefully he can. Um, but after the pick was made, they didn't really, they didn't analyze it. They didn't really discuss it. They went to commercial and then when they came back, it, it's like the pick barely happened. So, you know, kick a man when they're down, even though this happened before they he came, but still, <laughs> I'll still use that. They kicked me when I was down. So it was, uh, it was not a good, uh, sports day for me, but it is what it is. And, um, now to more serious topics. Looks like uh, our president, Donald Trump, is on his road to recovery. Um, as I, as everybody knows, and I briefly touched on in the last po- podcast, he did catch COVID. The exact um, way he contracted it and and when the date, I mean, that's still, I don't know if it's hush hush or uh, if they don't know, um, but a lot of people who attended the different uh, events and even people working the debate contracted it as well. Joe Biden did not. Um, Melania Trump also contracted it. Donald Trump was uh, was sent to the hospital, was given some, some uh experimental drugs and it looks like he is on the uh, road to recovery um and of course everything has to create some kind of controversy so his team was creating a lot of noise that there were people out there that that were saying that they were happy contracted it and hoping he uh gets it bad um saying that some people wished would die from it Honestly, except for some, I mean, I saw one guy who, yeah, who did say, um, you know, some kind of low rate journalist who might not even be a journalist, but kind of considering himself a journalist, uh, said he's glad and hopes he dies. But he also said he hopes Biden dies with it too. So it's just, uh, I mean, look at the source. But I think for mainstream, you didn't really see a lot of that negativity. And um, I think it was just a lot of noise from this team to kind of um, get people on their side. And uh, Joe Biden, uh, he 
once he found out about the uh, diagnosis, he he asked his campaign team to to halt all the negative ads about Trump um, while he's recovering from COVID. And um, I think that's very classy of Joe Biden. Uh, I think that that's that's uh, I don't know. Yeah, you, know, you never know if things are politically motivated, if there's reason by it, or if that was uh, if that was just really what he wished. And I, I'm just going to take it at face value. And um, he was trying to be respectful, and that's why he asked to have it removed. So I'm just going to take it like that. I, I'm not going. I don't want to look at it as glass half empty. Um, you know, I want to give him. He, he's he served his country. Uh, he's been an elected official for a long time. So um, I'm hoping he. You know, in my mind, he's really trying to do what he thinks is best. So uh, kudos for him to doing that. Many, many people on his team or, or Biden supporters criticized him for doing it. Um, some of them said that uh, Donald Trump would, would not show the same compassion or respect. And I agree with that. I don't think he would. I think he would definitely pounce on it. But just because somebody else would do it doesn't mean you know, you should go against what you feel. And, uh, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. Unfortunately, in politics, uh, they typically do the two wrongs. But uh, in this case, Joe Biden uh, didn't want to go that route. So, so good for him. Now, um, it, it looks like um, I, Trump will, I mean, I don't know when he's going to be back to 100%. Uh, he stated he wants to be part of the debate next week. Uh, so who knows? Who knows if, that, if that's going to happen or not? I'm sure there's a lot of medical experts who are going to weigh in, um, networks, uh, the uh, debate um, organizers, and even Joe Biden might have might have uh, something to say about that. Um, but uh, but Donald Trump, but of course, drew some criticism because you know he he made some appearances and um, made sure that he was still visible. And, uh, you know, honestly, he, he, I'm sure he, he did it for, you know, for, uh, to show face, to show that it's not bringing him down. And also, you know, he, so close to the election, he doesn't want people to see that he's down. So I don't really have a problem with it. And, um, you know, if it's staged or not, whatever it is, what it is, um, yeah, especially at his age and, and even though he doesn't have the, you know, the high risk underlying conditions, he is overweight. So that is, that can create complications. Um, and he, he kind of drew some more criticism because uh, of his comments saying, um, I don't know if he, he, some may think he was minimizing COVID period. Um, but I, I think he was just kind of minimizing his own experience with it. Uh, where he pretty much said it's like having the flu. And from what I've read, um, except for the the uh, the critical patients and most who have the the high risk underlying conditions, the, these symptoms are very very similar to the flu. Um, even the ones who have it bad and not necessarily have um, underlying conditions, it's it's really similar to the flu regarding fever. Um, coughing, uh, shakes, um, um, sore throat, uh, runny nose. Uh, now the loss of taste and smell, <laughs> those uh, are, 
you know, that, I think that's the uh, where the, the COVID's trying to d- distance itself <laughs> from the flu, um, because those don't uh, are not common at all with with uh, um, with the flu. But um, but for for most people who contract it, it's either nothing or uh, flu-like symptoms. So uh, each kind of drew criticism with that. Uh, some thought he might change his tune regarding COVID. Uh, because he contracted it, and um, you know, I think Donald Trump is who he is, and uh, and unless it killed him, he's not he's not going to change his tune. He is he's very stubborn in many ways, um, and he's not going to give in. Uh, sometimes you know he'll cut his nose to spite his face just because he doesn't want to give in. Um, so I think his, well, he might have a little more empathy for those who, who have contracted the the disease. Uh, I think for the most part, um, he's kind of kind of stick with, uh, you know, his overall opinion with about it um, regarding uh, the severity of it is really for those with underlying conditions and things like that. Uh, now, I am. I am disappointed that uh, today he instructed his team to to end negotiations with Democrats regarding a stimulus package uh, for COVID, um, and he wants to to postpone those talks till after the election. And you know, in my mind, he's basically kind of doing a you know, I'm going to have this great package after the election. So you may, you know, make sure you elect me. Um, I think it is being, being used for political purposes. Um, but this is something that it affects a lot of people. It, uh, it's affected me. It's, it's affected people I know, people I've worked with. Um, many have lost their jobs. Many have not been able to return to work. Uh, the economy is suffering. Uh, and unemployment has improved, but it's still, you know, higher than it's been in who knows how long? Um, so, creating a stimulus package to help those to bridge um, bridge the gap until we're strong again. You know, I think it it should supersede any political motivation. So, that is uh, that is disappointing that the talks were tabled, and maybe. He, he he likes to change his mind a lot, uh, so he may say that today, and who knows, maybe it's the medication talking. Um, you never know. He, he might reverse course, and uh, somebody might get in his ear. Um, you know, it only takes one prominent person who has his ear to say something, uh, whether it's an industry or a politician he, he trusts very much, who may say, okay, um, honestly, I think the the a stimulus package, you know, some kind of economic package uh, regarding COVID is much more important than the Supreme uh, Supreme Court justice uh, nomination. Um, even though, you know, some usually uh, usually uh, when there's things that are 
on the table. One is short-term, one is long-term. I typically would go for the long-term solution. Uh, but in this case, you know, the Supreme Court justice who, uh, in this case, would be there for 30 years um, is, uh, is much more long-term than uh, an economic package that will benefit those for the next maybe six, eight months. But uh, the next six or eight months has could have decades of impact as well. So um, I'm hoping he reverses course, but we will see. And uh, Wednesday is the vice presidential debate, Kamala Harris and uh, Mike Pence. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I, I still see think it's going to be much better TV. And I, I get, unless you like, you're in a reality TV, uh, you, you probably like that last debate. But those who kind of don't <laughs> want something more professional, um, I think the VP debate will, will definitely um, be much more um, watchable than the presidential debate last week. Um, so that is Wednesday and, uh, you know, I mean, I'll watch it live, but I'll definitely record it and, uh, and, uh, I'll discuss it in, uh, my next podcast. Now, when I was watching the, the Miami Heat game, there was a, a drug commercial and, this is not like the first time I've noticed a drug commercial and the first time I'm like, find it odd, but I see so many drug commercials for, you know, conditions you know, ranging from blood clots, high cholesterol. And today's was, uh, was, you know, schizophrenia. So there's so, there's so many, and I'm, and I'm not talking uh, over the counter drugs where anybody can get. I'm talking, you know, prescription medications, you know, that uh, that a doctor has to prescribe. Um, and I and I see these drugs and for for some serious conditions and and, I'm, and I just wonder to myself, you know, are these meant for for consumers? I mean, they don't have the power to just go to the store and get these things, but. It, <laughs> Is it because all these commercials that the drug companies are paying for, all this marketing, that's why drug uh, prices are so high? I mean, I can live without the ads if uh, prescription drugs can go down in price. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I honestly don't see the purpose of these commercials. Um, if they're meant for consumers, I mean, consumers are not experts. I mean, if they're a patient, they're a patient. But even patients for various conditions, you may know your condition. But you're not an expert on it. You don't know what drugs are going to help and and uh, what's not or what's good for you. And uh, and the commercials say, you know, ask your doctor if this uh, drug is right for you. I mean, ask my doctor? Really? Hold on a second. I think it's time for a water break before I continue. So I'm supposed to ask my doctor, right? But I figured, you know, if um, if if my doctor is a let's say a cardiologist, 
been a cardiologist for, you know, at least a decade. Um, do I have to tell them about this commercial I saw about the heart medication or blood pressure medication? I think I would figure my doctor should know um, if this particular drug is right for me or not. And um, if I actually have to ask my doctor and my doctor is like, yeah, let's give that a shot because of a commercial. Maybe I need a new doctor. It's, uh, I think, <laughs> I don't know, I wouldn't trust my doctor very much. If, because I saw a commercial, uh, a drug commercial about whatever the drug is, and it's like, hey, doc, I saw this commercial. Uh, this drug is supposed to uh, help my liver. What do you think? Um, yeah, you might be right. Is, is that the conversation you want to have with your doctor? I mean, if that's a case, um, you know, find a new doctor. Uh, it, you have more problems than than um, than the commercial itself or the condition. Uh, because really, your doctor should know. And, and we know doctors are paid off by drug companies for various things. But uh, doctors also love their... Their lifestyle, they like the money they make. You know, they're not going to risk everything just to prescribe a drug that may not help you that much because uh, the drug company is pushing it to them. Um, and there are that will. I mean, don't get me wrong. With it. And just like my um, my last podcast, the last podcast or the previous one, where I said there's bad when really the topic was about police and bad cops. And I, I think I even mentioned there's bad in every profession and doctors are included. So, um, you know, in this day and age with, you know, Yelp or Google and um, different medical sites that give ratings and things like that, you can pretty much find a doctor that's good. Um, so I just find it weird. Uh, and once again, I'm going to trust my doctor and Let's cut drug prices by uh, killing those marketing budgets. <laughs> so the less money they use for for commercials, the uh, the less maybe we can we can pay for the drugs. Because let's be honest, um, prices for any I mean, you you want to know why they choose for LeBron James are so expensive? Because they're paying him so much to endorse it. <laughs> so they have to pay for him. Uh, the same shoes wouldn't be that expensive, you know, just like all these other things. Uh, when they're paying so much for endorsers, I mean, if they're paying, you know, ten million for somebody to endorse, they're expecting to get a hundred million back. Now to get a hundred million back, they're not lowering the prices to get that. So, uh, that's my well, in that rant about the uh, drug ads. Finally, I want to talk a little bit about uh, reality TV and social media. First. You know, on a serious note, um, about a week ago, um, some may or may not know Chrissy Teigen. Uh, she's married to John Legend. Um, honestly, I have no idea, other than being on social media, I have no idea what she's accomplished in life. Uh, I don't follow her, don't care. I just hear different controversies and things like that. She she took part in the cancel culture, which annoys me. So, um, other than that, I really don't know much about her. Um, but unfortunately, she lost her baby. Uh, she was pregnant. I believe it was their third child. Um, 
you know, I don't know the specifics about what happened, but, um, you know, first off, it's, 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 it's very sad. And, and I, I definitely would not wish that upon anybody, um, losing a child. And as a parent, it's, um, you know, it's, it's a nightmare. It's definitely a nightmare. So I, I definitely, definitely sympathize with that. Um, but it just rubbed me the wrong way that it had to be posted and shared so soon and with so much detail after. It just, I don't know. It just, it just rubs me the wrong way. Um, and even the picture that was, that was posted, you know, it's, it's, it was a picture of her, um, I think leaning over, looking at a camera with tears in her eyes, rolling down her cheeks actually. And the picture looks so staged. And I, I just wonder in that moment that with that pain, I'm sure her husband was there. Like, is that a picture moment? Somebody had to have taken that picture. And you don't take that picture unless you're taking that picture for a purpose. Because you're not there sad and, and like just taking pictures of, of everybody in the room. That's just not going to happen. So the picture looks staged and it had to be because you're looking right at the camera. And to post it, it just, it just really rubs me the wrong way because that's just a a sad personal moment. Whatever happened to, you know, Keeping your private life private and 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 isn't the most important is is those close to you and and being able to help each other through that tough moment. But to and when you post things, let's be honest. When you post things, yeah, you're gonna get the sympathy thing, but you're gonna get criticism. You get this, you're gonna get that. And at that moment, I I just didn't think it was right. It was the right thing to do, and um, yeah. If you want to post something, just say it's you know something simple. It's sad to share that I lost my baby, blah blah blah. But to go into like detail and all that, it's just that shouldn't be a priority at all. Um, and you know, it just we, we. I've expressed many times I'm not a fan of social media or reality TV. Um, I just think, you know, I, I, I cherish my private life. I, I am not somebody who likes to, yeah, I will, I will mention a few things, but the things that are very personal to me, I, I just, I can't see that being, being shared. And I just won't, don't understand how, how, um, some people feel the need and it's not only celebrities or things like that. Just everyday people having the need to to share every minute of their life. I mean, first, I don't care. Second, you know, enjoy your life. Deal with your life. You know, live your life. And, uh, you know, don't care. Uh, there was a, something that I read one time. Oh, what is it? I think it was something like, live your life, don't capture 
capture it, something like that. And I really agree with it. Just live it. And I'm somebody who takes pictures and things like that. But, you know, if I'm if I'm somewhere enjoying a moment, I'm not taking a picture of myself enjoying the moment and posting. I'm here. Da, da. No, I'm enjoying the moment. Um, but I guess, you know, I'm a different breed. Um, and many use this, these platforms as a way to become relevant or for others to kind of stay somewhat relevant. But in my mind, the, the negative byproduct that comes from it, it it's just not worth it, you know, in the simple terms, you know, in real world terms, the risk reward. The risk of what could happen is not the reward of what could happen. And many have had their lives ruined to get their 15 minutes of fame. Um, and, and, and I know people who would say, yeah, I would do a reality show. And I'm like, no, I would never do it. First, I, I don't care about becoming relevant because being relevant in somebody else's eyes, I still have to you know, live my life day to day and do what I need to do to to make it through the day and take care of things I have to take care of with uh, myself, my, you know, my family, friends, um, hopefully work soon. It's to, to have my life for public consumption. No, thank you. I mean, you, you look at what's happened to different people. I mean, you look back way back. I, I remember uh, that show, John and Kate plus eight. Look what happened to them. That show ruined them, and and they've become bitter enemies since then. And I and I think the 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 um, downstream effect to the kids as well. Um, they've had to live with it and live with um, their parents' bitterness towards each other in a public forum. That's not healthy. Then you you look at um, even all my the, the crap of the crap Jersey Shore. Uh, how many have gotten in trouble because that show made them believe they were more relevant than they were, more important than they were, uh, more established than they were, going to jail or arrested or trying to maintain their fifteen minutes with reality show after reality show and just being a target and. And really, at the end of the day, you still haven't accomplished anything in life. You know, it hasn't helped you. Yeah, you have 15 minutes, but you might have some money. But a lot of times it ruins you as well. Um, and I'm not saying it happened to all of them, but it happened to some. And oh, the Kardashians. How many people have appeared on the Kardashians and their lives or careers that start and going a downward spiral after. And I'm not talking about Bruce Jenner throwing into a woman. Um, that's something that that is something that's within him, her. Um, I don't do the show did not turn him into a woman. Uh, I know a lot of people like to say that, even if it's a joke. But I don't. I, I'm not going to kind of you know pounce on that. But um, you look at the brother, Rob Kardashian. He had to get off the show for a while uh, because 
of what it did to him and how it affected him mentally and emotionally. And, um, you know, Chris Humphreys, the famous wedding that was, that was on the show. Uh, he was a good player and he admitted he did not handle things well and his career started going down after he got involved in the show. Lamar Odom. Yeah, he had demons, but, you know, when somebody has demons, things like this can, you know, exasperate them and, and magnify. And even Kanye West. Yeah, we know Kanye West has had his, uh, his outbursts and, um, and he, uh, he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Um, talked about some mental health issues, but it seems like ever since he got involved with the family and appearing on the show, everything just, just magnified and just made it worse and worse for him. Um, just some of the things he says and, and once again, this is somebody who already had issues and, um, and I think being put in that situation just makes it worse. I mean, there, there were fightings amongst the sisters about, um, because some wanted more privacy. Others were like, you know, you, we have to do this together. And it just, it seemed like for some, their life was about to show where others were like, okay, we need to move on from this. And I guess it became addiction. And I mean, it's a source of revenue, but it's, it's you're, you're, you're becoming rich from doing nothing. And, you know, like I said, many times, um, I like my celebrities to have actually accomplished something in life. Um, so I don't consider somebody who was on reality TV a celebrity. And unfortunately, they have been given that title just because they've been on the show. And uh, I, I guess, I guess privacy is an old fogey thing now. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> and uh, I guess at the end of the day, it stays around because people watch. And as long as people watch, they're going to keep doing it. And it's kind of unfortunate where some actually good quality TV programs um, seem to hit the crapper. But then these low budget, low intellect, you know, mindless reality TV shows get picked up and get created. And, because let's be honest, if you're going to get, let's say, uh, $10 million in advertising revenue, um, but you're creating the scripted show that's going to cost you $9 million, um, you know, that you have that option or you're creating this $10 million reality show and it's only going to cost $1 million to produce, what are you going to do? Yeah, he's not going to be like, what's going to give us our biggest return? Because at the end of the day, if people watch, they're going to do it. So um, my hope is people stop watching. <laughs> but I'm just being naive. It's not going to happen. People are going to continue to watch. And 
I'll just con- I'll just continue to complain about it because hey, why not? Um, I gave myself this platform, so it's my platform, and I'll continue doing it. Uh, I'll just be that old fogey um, who who likes the way things were. I mean, I, I mean, when I when I grew up, um, it was either um, you had the, you had the networks, you had you know ABC, NBC, and uh, CBS. I mean, when I grew up, it was even pre-Fox. Um, and then you had a couple local channels. Um, I think it was UHF, you know, 33, 39, um, some Spanish broadcasting uh, on the higher channels. So you really didn't have much to choose from uh, <laughs> uh, back then. I mean, I look at what my kids have, how, how many options they have to watch now compared to what I had. Um, I When I go through the guide on my cable TV, you know, the one page that has, I think, uh, six or seven channels with the current guide, just on one, one, one page out of 100 compared to, you know, th- those were the only options I had. That's it. I had seven options back when I was their age. And I look now, even as, as an adult, it's like, wow. <laughs> and the funny thing about it is when you give somebody too many options, it's hard to choose because um, sometimes how can you have 150 channels and have nothing to watch? <laughs> like how, how does that happen? But, uh, it happens now. But when I was a kid, oh yeah, I always had something to watch even though I had seven channels because you didn't have many options. So you just have to like whatever was on. <laughs> now it's just too many options and uh, we're spoiled. But uh, uh, hey, it's a sign of the times, and you know I take advantage of it. So um, I have a very eclectic mix of networks I watch. So uh, I'm happy with all, all the choices we have. And if there's nothing on, there's always on-demand movies, <laughs> um, or something you recorded in the past. Um, and uh, with that, I will end this episode. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, or any topics you'd uh, like me to discuss, feel free to send me an email. And you've heard it before, and I'll tell you again, digging for something at AOL.com. Digging the number four something at AOL.com. You know, I'd like to take a poll to see who still has an AOL email address. Um, when the internet started with me, that was pretty much the only option you had to dial up. Everybody, everybody I knew had an AOL email address. <laughs> now, if somebody has an AOL email address, it's, it's a source of laughter. It's like, how do you not have Yahoo or Gmail or, um, or Yahoo or you know, any other, you know, um, there's so many different, uh, um, platforms that people use, but uh, I don't know. I'm a loyalist. And even though I have an AOL email here, it's not a, it's not, I don't use a personal AOL email. I mean, I have one, but I don't use it for my day-to-day. Um, I'm just battling. So well, if you happen to be listening via the Anchor app, you can also leave me a voicemail, which I would be happy to listen to. And with that, I thank you for listening to Digging for Something. I am JJ, and I will see you when I see you.